welcome thought and innovation in the area of sheep handling, shed and yard design in recent years, building on the great tradition of making things easier for sheep work. Well, in this episode, we hear some sage words of advice from someone who walks the walk. Welcome to The Yarn. It's a podcast for the wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. So the Continental Group is well known for its examination of farm innovations and has grown to 4,000 members across Australia. Ben White has been a research engineer with Condinen for 23 years and he spoke with AWI's Emily King about the key aspects of considering a sheep handler. I think, Emily, the, the main thing people need to think about is, is that the machine's going to be fit for purpose. And when I talk about that, what, I'm, what I mean is that, um, you know, that we've got what we're trying to do here is lower pressure on the operator and make life easier so it's got to be ergonomic it's got to be um yeah so good for the for the operator it's also good for the sheep so from an animal welfare perspective you know no damage to the to the animal in in the handler um we need to make sure they're well made and well finished so um you know construction quality is important finish quality is important uh, overall design, you know, we think need things to be quiet. We want to keep it, you know, maintain a low stress sort of environment um, in the yards. Um, we need to think about, uh, you know, what the job we're doing and make sure that we haven't, aren't impeded in that um, access to, um, you know, the, the rear of the animal, access to the, you know, head if we're doing wigging, for example, or, or feet work, whatever it may well be. We've got you just got to think about the, the processes that we want to do through that. Through that handler, and we and that might really guide the handler that we select. So if we're just doing drenching through it, for example, you might go for something pretty simple, really, you know. Um, uh, and there are uh, there handles that, that would do that quite well. So yeah, horses for courses. That's the important thing. Make sure it's going to be fit for purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a number of machines on the market that are manual, and some that are you know air or hydraulic driven. Um, what is your opinion on all of that? Oh look, I think um, uh, you know the, the manual ones are, in a lot of cases are more portable, and so they get tend to get used um, in in well both in permanent yards, but then in in um, a, in a portable sort of scenario as well. So you might take it from from yard to yard if you've got a number of properties in different places and, and need to do sheep work there. Um, I think the main thing with the you know uh, anything that's uh, requiring air or um, you know power to run is that you've got the access to those um things on site so you know you can you can always run a generator no worries if you have to but you just got to be aware that that's that's one of the requirements and if you've you know got a machine that runs on air then you know think about putting the compressor a fair way away from where you're working so that it can hum away and do a thing which is normally pretty loud but again not not you know um create a noisy sort of work environment which can stir animals up so the beauty about that is that you've got a nice long pipe as well which acts as a receiver for the um for the compressor and you've got a stack of air sort of stored in that uh, for when you need it of course talking about you know whether we're in fixed yards or we're transporting things around and all that sort of thing how important is yard design and the lead up to these handlers in getting them to really work well for you I think the the lead up race is essential uh, to making any handler work. And anyone that has had issues with a sheep handler, uh, if you take a couple of steps back, you probably find that a lot of the issues come around the leading race into that handler. So um, you know you want you want um, good consist- consistent flow into the machine. You don't want um, sheep to balk sort of as they're walking into the into the handler. So you know. 
undercover is always a good option, I reckon. Um, you know, shadows can, can create issues. Um, yeah, so, you know, getting getting that lead in race and, and you know, thinking about whether they're hock bars or, or you know, anti-backing plates, whatever it might well be, that, that can, um, you know, maintain flow but also meter it as well so they're not just coming through at 100 miles an hour. It's really important just for animals to be presented to the machine in a consistent way and that helps you set the machine up. Um, and in terms of setting up another... Um, I guess the other consideration that you might want to think about is just to make sure that the that the machine can be set up and adjusted to accommodate different sized animals. That's that's really important. So, yeah, lead up race and and machine settings and, and adjustment um, essential to to getting them to work properly. How noisy do you reckon those birds are going to be in the back of that? I wouldn't worry. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. People know it's real that way. <laughs> Well, that leads us on nicely to another topic I wanted to get your opinions on, yard design. Mm. What are you seeing and hearing in yard design? What are some new fun things you've seen? Are all the old principles still the best principles? What do you got to say about yard design? Yeah, I think um, yards, you know, we we often fall into the trap of wanting to utilise old infrastructure and it's tempting, isn't it, because new yards are pretty expensive. And, look, if you can do it without compromising the design of the new yards, and that's great. But in a lot of cases, you know, the the design of old-style yards um, generally will cause issues with a new design. So in a lot of cases, it's unfortunately uh, the case that, you know, you need to tear down the old ones and start from scratch. And um, the only exception to that would be where you've, you know, you've got a shearing shed that you need to feed uh, animals in from the yards up in, into the shed. Um, in that sort of scenario, then, you know, that's probably the one piece of infrastructure that you will maybe modify or adapt yard designs to accommodate. So so I think, um, yeah, a few things, you know, just think about topography, think about slope, think about um, prevailing winds. Um, all of those things will probably influence the, the design a little bit. Um, and, and think about, you know, we mentioned being undercover with sheep handlers. If you can put a whole yards undercover, I don't know anyone who's worked in an undercover set of yards and regretted it ever. So, you know... I know it's expensive, but at least think about doing that at some stage. So think about yard design from a longer-term point of view. Think about it in terms of stages of build, and, you know, undercover might be one of those stages. But in that context, make sure that you've got, you know, um, the, the yard sized accordingly so that the portal frames of the, of the um, covering will accommodate that without costing the earth. Um, you know, portal frames generally come in set sizes, so yeah, it's just something to consider in terms of the dimension, overall dimensions of the yards, I suppose. But in terms of the, the internals in the yards, we're seeing a lot of, um, the bugle's still king, there's no two ways about it. That's, that design still is uh, maintained in in most new uh, layouts, um, lots more diamonds, and we heard, you know, um, even talking to some growers today about, um, you know, their designs, and, and yeah, lots of people um, confirming that the that bugle, uh, the diamond design integrated into the corners of say four yards is a really good thing. It gives them options, gives them flexibility. Um, race design, uh, we're seeing a lot more double races. We're seeing, um, you know, midway gates in races. So where you've got um, smaller body um, shape or, or lambs, for example, that like to back up sometimes that you can, you know, fill the race, drop the midway gate down and they're not running backs and forwards all the way the full length of the race, they're only doing half the length. Other little things like, um, uh, you know, the, the end, um, uh, end gate on the race having vertical uh, members in it as opposed to horizontal can aid flow into the race. Um, so, yeah, the race, race design is a really important one. And I think, um, um, you know, little things like, uh, you know, 
the concrete that, that the race sits on, just having a tow um, recess in underneath that can help whoever's operating in that race to sort of lean over and, and you know, if they're drenching, for example, that just, it might only be three or four inches, but it makes a big difference in terms of the amount of, or oh, the distance you've got to bend over to, um, to actually um, drench the animal, yeah, so... And um, I have uh, had the pleasure of hearing you speak a couple of times and um, I know you've also mentioned um, man gates and dog gates. Yeah, so PA, personnel access gates, anywhere through the yards, are, I don't think you can have too many because at the end of the day, one thing that bugs you when you work in yards is climbing over fences and gates and, you know, all that stuff's hard work, right? So if you can have PA gates, you know, say enforcing pens, you can go in and out of quickly and easily without, you know, causing too many issues uh, and still maintaining, um, I guess, the, the uh, structure of the yards and not compromising the sheep flow, then that's worth doing. And a lot of, in a lot of cases you can buy them as a um, prefab unit, uh, the PA gates, easy to put in, um, easy to retrofit for that matter. And, um, you know, a lot of them actually have dog uh, flaps built into them so the dogs can get in and, and through the gates without, you know, potentially damaging their legs and, and wearing them out as well. They don't want to be, you know, sliding through, uh, you know, panel sections all day either so yeah definitely worth thinking about so there's lots of options for people who are looking to um invest in new yards or handlers or any you know any piece of kit really for um for on farm and so what are a few of your tips and tricks for you know how to make these investment decisions Oh, look, I think, you know, the design is, is fundamental. You've got to get that right, you know. So spend your time um, really honing your design and go and look at some yards that, that are sort of on operations that are at a similar scale to you, you know. Make sure that... You, and, and actually, if you can, at any stage, be there when sheep are actually running through because you'll see Go and do things. a day's work. Yeah, 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 look, and, and that'll, be the, that'll be key to mm. helping you, you know, get that design right, you know. It could just be simple things like some of the outer yards. You know, I've seen some setups where growers have, um, you know, haven't been able to concrete the whole yards, but they've just simply dug a, a bag of cement in uh, for every three square metres of, of gravel out in the outer yards. Um, you know, work that in, wet it down, packed it down, and it's it sets. It's not concrete, but it sets like concrete, and it just makes things so much easier for you know, trafficability and cleaning. You know, you can just clean the yards out so much better. So little things like that are really simple things. But unless you go there and see them and and, um, and, and actually see sheep work through those yards, um, you probably don't appreciate it. So I think that's really uh, something worth doing, so spending that time on the design. And there are, you know, dedicated yard builders who will, will you know, have some ideas as well. By all means, get them involved. That's the way you want to go. Even, you know, they'll do as much as do the design for you. And even someone will come out, you know, with special survey equipment and mark out where the posts are, and you can do the rest after that, you know. So, um, which makes, you know, yards pretty affordable if you're prepared to do some of that work and, and um, you know, things like um, K-rail and, and strapping or whatever it might be. Construction materials, um, you know, vary significantly. So, you know, there's a lot of options, yeah. Yeah, and I guess the great thing about going and seeing someone's yards that they've put in gives you an opportunity to ask them what they love about them as well and what they would also do differently if they yeah, had their that's time right. again. Yeah. Ask, them, ask them what they wouldn't have done uh, if they had their time again. And that's a really good point because, um, you know, it doesn't matter how much planning you do, you, there's always going to be something you can refine. And, and that's, you know, uh, I think probably in that aspect you, you've got to be prepared to say, right, well, I'm going to give this a crack and if it doesn't work, let's just make sure, you know, we can either adapt it or change it. And, and in that you know, thing, thing along the same sort of lines is you know think about scale and, and where you might expand to as well. So, 
back to that design stage, right, well, this is stage one, but if, we, you know, if we're running, you know, if we're going to double the flock, for example, then we might need to have a much bigger outer yards. Where are they going to go and, and how, that, how might that work? So, yeah. yeah. I think as well, there's a lot of field days and stuff popping up around the place, you know, and um, I mean, there's obviously the big, you know, sort of state ones, but there's a lot of tech field days and handler field days and all that sort of thing popping up around and a lot of the key um, manufacturers are usually there and they're often quite a good resource because they often also, you know, they keep a good list of who's bought them and so they can usually direct you to someone in your region so exactly. that you can go and have a yeah, look at. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and in the same way that it's good to go and see the yards, good to, wait, you know, good to go and see handles or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, um, yeah, most of, those, most of those guys are great in terms of maintaining an, an active list of who they work or who have worked with or who's got the latest mm-hmm. gear and you can go and have a look at it mm-hmm. uh, or at least make that contact and make those arrangements. Yeah, well, often they have a test machine that you can put on your own place and yeah. have a play with as well, and yeah. they can come and help and you set no it up better, and show you. Yeah, there's no better yeah. way than, than actually getting a hands-on demo, absolutely, yeah. on your own farm, even better. You can do it in your own time and really get to get a feel for the machine if you want, yeah, because mm. we're talking about, you know, it's a big investment, you know, um, and it's something that uh, if we're going to get the most out of the investment, we need to do um, pretty thoroughly, yeah. Mm. Um, now, what's something that's coming in or has recently come in that has excited you? Oh, gee. I mean, uh, shearing's getting tricky, isn't it? You know, like, so there's a lot of innovation in that space that I like. I, I love the new shed designs are really interesting and we've had a had a bit of a look around at some of those. And I think, you know, credit to people, they've actually spent some money and got it right. And, that, and even it's just the simple things like making sure that the mess room is really good, mm-hmm. making sure there's facilities on site, making sure that, you know, that, you know, shearers and rousies and um, you know, whoever else is there are well looked after and they want to come back again next time. You know, as an industry, we've got to make sure that we, we look after the people that are working with us and, um, you know, that's I think that's actually exciting to see. So that's really basic, I know, but, you know, from a tech perspective, you know, some of the upright shearing platforms are pretty cool. I think that, you know, if we look at um, uh, the skill sets required, um, you know, we're struggling sometimes to get get a hold of shearers and and or shearing teams. And if people are investing money in new sheds, think about you know how how we might integrate some of that uh, upcoming tech, I suppose, in, into the shed in the future. So I think that's really exciting. I think that um, as an industry, it's good to see that happening. And I think that uh, yeah, anyone who's um, uh, spent a day with a handpiece um, will probably appreciate it for what it is. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, mm. it really is. Yeah, I mean, I've spent enough time on one to know that I'm not very good at it. So <laughs> I, I really respect people that do oh, do it. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's hard work. It's yeah. a skill, and, and if we can if we can make that a little bit easier, um, you know, and 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 get those people um, with those skills to you know, productivity wise, longevity wise, it's got to be good for everyone, hasn't it? Yeah, mm, absolutely. Um, now, you, talking about sheds, I know you've done a bit of looking at sheds. Mm. What have you got to say about them? Oh, look, we had a, had a really good look around at um, as many sheds as we could, we could get to. It was during COVID, so it was a bit hard. Um, we, we, we did sneak in and out of WA when we were allowed to and, <laughs> and, and got, uh, yeah, got to have a look at some sheds uh, around the country. Um, yeah, look, just little things like um, sloping catching pens, you know, that sort of stuff is, is becoming, um, you know, I'm not going to say more mainstream, but certainly it's become, it's a trend that that I think you know is is um, is good to see because you know it lowers again the workload on on uh, shearers and I, I mean the other thing is lighting, just simple stuff. You know, lighting is you know, LED lighting, cheap, effective, instantaneous, like and really like illumination in the sheds essential. Um, 
Yeah, I've seen uh, integration of, uh, in, in the West, aircon systems, like um, mm-hmm. some evaporative, even some refrigerated air conditioning systems. You know, we're, we're, a lot of January shearing goes on there, so it's good to see that happen. Um, yeah, I, I, there's, a, there's a fair bit happening in sheds that, that is pretty interesting. I think um, uh, airflow is, is um, in you know a lot of people's minds, and and the sheds that we looked at, you know, did rely pretty heavily on the on the AWI design. So, you know, in terms of um, you know both catching sheep in the pans, dragging them out, just thinking about again reducing the, the workload on the shearer and then also you know getting sheep back down the chute uh, and out uh, into the counting pens um you know without having to shove them down there yeah no good designs i think it's really sensible and i think that um yeah you know there's some great things happening people people are i guess taking what they've got um whether it be materials or site-wise and, and making the most out of it um with um with regard to that design so it's good to see yeah and ben what are you going to be working on next? Any spoilers for us? Yeah. <laughs> all, it's always spoilers uh, for you, Emily. Um, yeah, look, we'll, I, I think probably what we'll continue to do is is have a look at some more really good examples of, of what's out there. So um, in the same way that we learn from others, um, you know, if we're going to buy, say, a new sheep handler, go and have a look at it working. Um, for us, you know, we love going and have a look at new shed designs and new yard designs and, you know, we throw the drone up over the top of the yards if they're not covered and, and actually get a, a snapshot of, of what the design looks like, um, you know, uh, get some get our graphics team to sort of draw up layouts and that sort of thing. I think that's really helpful um, for people who are looking for ideas and, and in a lot of cases you might go to a... Uh, you know, it might be a, a set of yards that's built by the same yard builder. Um, like you can get a half a dozen of them and pick up six different things in that yard that you haven't seen in, at the others, you know. So, um, yeah, so we'll probably do that. It'll probably be a bit of a look around at, at yards and sheds and, and uh, yeah, continue to sort of document what other people have done. Again, I guess to inspire others as to what they, you know, what they might be able to do with their own setup and, and if they're going to make that infrastructure investment, um, get the most out of it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Australian farmer is the king of uh, ingenuity and on-farm solutions to things, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and, you know... And being able to share that, I think, is fantastic. So, if that's how, if that's a part that we can play, and then yeah, it's it's great. You know, gets back to what you're saying before, playing with gear and chatting to farmers. It's a it's a it's a great job. Yeah. So yeah, look forward to doing some more of that. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for your time, Ben. And if anyone is looking for um, some of that continent info, there is some on the AWI website under the shed design area. Yep. Um, but thanks again, Ben, for your time. Been great having a chat. Yeah, lovely. Thanks for the yarn. Great outro. Oh, did you like that? Oh, nailed it. Uh, yes, great work there by Ben White, stealing my line. Uh, he's a research engineer with Condon and Group, and he's speaking there with Emily King, National Extension Manager with Australian Wool Innovation. And as Emily said, there's plenty of information on shed design at wool.com, but you can also see Ben's work through Condinen at farmingahead.com.au. The AWI Extension Network in your state also has plenty of events to look forward to and also can be seen at wool.com. But for now, from me, Marius Cumming, well, I can't use the line now, so thanks for your company. Listener.